We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday morning edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. I'm Chase Parm. And today, a couple guests are going to make up the show. First, we're going to talk to Denson Hollis. He's the CEO of the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. He was uh, a part of Ole Miss, uh, the Ole Miss Athletics Department, the Ole Miss M Club, a lot of people involved, some uh, some alumni, some supporters of the university, helping out a former Rebel, Chris Mitchell, the uh, first Chucky Mullins Courage Award winner, a very notable name from the Billy Brewer era of Ole Miss Athletics. He, uh, he is paralyzed. He was in an accident a few years ago. He is in a facility in Alabama. And uh, Ole Miss helped him out, make his Christmas a little more special. So we're going to talk to Denson about that coming up on the show today. Also going to talk to Ben Mintz, as we do uh, most Thursdays. But with Neil out of town, we've changed some things up. So uh, Ben's going to hit up some bowl stuff and more with us. Of course, Ben from Barstool Sports. So we're going to get to those interviews here coming up on the show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know about the lunch specials. You know about the uh, the ribs that can handle your dinner, especially with kids out of school now. you got a lot of activities, a lot of stuff coming up. Let Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon help you out. They can smoke those turkeys for Christmas. They can do a lot of stuff for you. So uh, check them out here in Oxford locally on Highway 6. And as always, uh, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio, 662-257-1900. Corey wants to be your truck guy, wants to be your car guy, and he will help you out no matter where you are in the car buying process. Give Corey a call. Let him see what he can do. He'll help you along the way no matter again where you are when you're ready to buy. Give him a chance to earn your business. That's Clark Ford, Highway 25 in Amory, 662-257-1900. And then Ben and Denson joining us on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline, Raptors on the Square in Oxford. Albany as well, po'boys, cocktails, beer selection, plenty of things offering to you in the food and drink area there with Raptors again on the square in Oxford. So let's kick it off. Let's go ahead and get started. We'll talk to uh, Denson Hollis, again, CEO of the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Is uh, We had some other stuff as well, but mostly about Chris Mitchell and uh, what Ole Miss has recently uh, tried to do for him. 
first and goal from the five. Ten seconds. Nine seconds. Groby takes the snap. Option to the near side. Makes the pitch to Dickerson. He's hit at the two and hit at the one and stopped. He didn't get in. Two seconds. One second. It's over. It's Godwin and Mitchell hit him at the one. He stayed in bounds, and I thought Dickerson was going in on a second effort. I did, too. I really did, but they hit him. They just knocked him back. And I'm going to tell you something. Every official in this game is already off the field. They don't want any part of any kind of a controversy. What a victory. Vincent Hollis now joining us, CEO Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. We're going to talk some Chris Mitchell today. Ole Miss did a uh, very special thing for Chris here recently, so we'll go through that a little bit. Before we get to that, if you can, uh, I, I know Denson will probably say this before we're done with the show, but it's still toward the end of the year. you got time for the year-end giving if you'd like to do that. Also, uh, tickets do remain on sale for the bowl game, Ole Miss and Texas Tech in Houston on December 28th, 8 o'clock Central for that, OleMissTicks.com or give to athletics.com for the year and given. You can also call the office. Denson, good morning. What's the number if they want to call? Uh, the number is 662-915-7159. Uh, good morning to you as well. appreciate you having me on again. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of directed me this was coming. I didn't hear anything about it. Then you saw a lot of news um, articles, some TV uh, productions as well. Um, Chris Mitchell, somebody who – I mean, all Rebel fans across generations know to some extent. I mean, I was – you and I are not crazy different in age, and he was one of the few guys when I was a kid that I really knew. I mean, I'm sitting here in my in my studio in my office right now, and I and this is not set up for today. I have two footballs, and one of them is Romero and Deuce from the, I think, 97 Arkansas game, maybe is what it was, something like that. But the other one is a 1990 team signed ball, and Chris Mitchell is the main signature you see on the ball behind me, and that's that has been there since my, I don't know, my eighth birthday or whatever that was yeah. when uh, when when that was. But that has been the two. It, it's faded a little bit because it's been a it's been a minute. But the signatures you can see on the ball the most is Billy Brewer and uh, and Chris Mitchell signed up there. He signed it Chris Mitchell, and then in in quotes below that it says Creek Dog on it, um, mm-hmm. right below that. So. I guess, I mean, you've been an Ole Miss guy, too. I mean, we'll start there. When you – obviously, to help any former Rebel, any person, I mean, we're all humans and whatnot, but somebody that had does have that type of notoriety of Chris Mitchell, what kind of goes through your mind? Because it's somebody you obviously remember from from childhood as well. Yeah, I mean, I was 10 years old when the hit happened uh, to beat Arkansas, so it's one of the, the great memories of my early Ole Miss childhood. You know, growing up in Clarksdale – a big part of my life was my grandfather bringing me to Ole Miss for a game. So there's definitely games that stand out. Uh, the hit is one of those. Um, so there's just a lot of great memories. But the way this all came about, about a month ago um, – well, hold, let me back up just a second. So when I got to Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, one of the things that I really wanted to work on was our former student-athlete engagement. So that's a real passion project for me to re-engage our former student-athletes, not just football, but for all sports. I felt like it's an area of opportunity for the entire department, and I feel like we've done a pretty good job of that. You've seen a lot of our players come back for games and get involved on the Jumbotron or on the field. So um, anytime anything involves our former student-athletes, that really hits home for me because it's it's important. They're the they're the athletes that laid the foundation for, for today's athletes, so it's uh, – uh, a big passion point for me. But about a month ago, I got an email f- 
from and, and let me back you up real, real sure. quick because this is my fault from an introduction standpoint chris has been paralyzed he was in an accident um several years ago and at this point from a condition standpoint does he have movement where like what, what, what would you how would you sort of classify chris's condition at this time so from what i understand i believe he's paralyzed from the chest down but he has movement in his arms and his hands so uh one thing is his nurse told me he could do was send text messages. And um, so that kind of gave me an idea of what his condition was, but. Um, okay. So go yeah. ahead then my fault. So yeah, about a month ago, I got an email from a lady named Amy Hill, who's the director of recreation at Cypress Cove facility in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. And she said, you know, one of our patients is a guy named Chris Mitchell, who I understand was an Ole Miss football player back in the day. And she said, you know, he's going through a hard time. His spirits are kind of down. And, you know, I've been doing some research and I understand that his nickname is Creek. He's from Town Creek, Alabama, and he was a pretty prominent football player for Ole Miss. And it all started out with her just saying, is there any way that we could get Chris a jersey with his name on it? I'd like to surprise him with it and uh, hopefully lift his spirits around Christmas. So I said, you know, absolutely. I reached out to Ken Crane and I said, this is what's going on. Uh, of course, every time I talk to somebody about Creek, they have their own story. And uh, Ken has a great story about Creek from when he was the strength coach and borrowed Ken's truck. And about five hours later, you know, they finally got the truck back. And uh, so everybody has these great stories. But, of course, they we got a jersey immediately. We took it to University Sporting Goods, got Creek put on uh, the jersey. And at that point, we were kind of finished with it. We were excited. And Javon Patterson got involved. And um but then it kind of got this snowball effect of um, other people getting involved. Amy actually circled back to me and said, you know, Chris has a kind of a secret Santa list. Would y'all be interested in helping? And she said he's a big music fan. And um, the requests were pretty basic. It was an Amazon Alexa, some ear pods, a new bedspread and a curtain. And I said, well, yeah, of course. So I got in touch with um a guy named Lewis Gordon who played football at Ole Miss, who's kind of a conduit to a lot of our former players, that age group. And I just said, Hey, here's this list. You know, we could really help Creek out. And he contacted a lot of his, those former teammates and um, quickly were able to get a lot of those items. Actually a guy in Birmingham named Burt Carruth um, led the efforts on top of Lewis to get those items. So we got that secured and then I was having a conversation with Tom Luke and I said, Hey, we're doing this thing for Creek. You know, um, what do you think about this? And he said, you know, actually I just talked to him. Uh, it was the morning of one of the games. I can't remember which one it was. Um, may have been Alabama or Auburn. But he said, Denson, what Creek really needs is a new wheelchair. And I thought, God, that would be so great if we could do that. And Tom said, maybe you should call John Green, who's the chapter advisor for Sigma Nu. Um, so if you know John Green, John Green is the ultimate, like, get it done guy. I called John, who's a friend of mine, and within 30 seconds, he said, man, this is fantastic. We want to do this for sure. So within a minute, Sigma Nu had committed to buying Creek a new wheelchair. So um, I know I'm rambling a little bit because there's so many moving parts. But no, then that got the wheels turning on um, getting him a new wheelchair. So we worked with the, the facility in Muscle Shoals. Ev Barrett, who's our operations manager in the Athletics Foundation, worked with a company called Hoverround. They talked to the facility. They got all the dimensions for the wheelchair. So we got that piece ironed out. So at this point, we have a jersey. We have the items on the Secret Santa list. And then we have a new wheelchair. Well, then we started talking and she said, you know, 
do you have any Ole Miss extra gear we could give him? So we got him some new shoes. We got him some sweatpants, some sweatshirts. It just kind of snowballed into all these things. And then it ended up with, um, you know, John Dessler being extremely generous and uh, got Creek a PlayStation 5 and some games. Um, and then lastly, a lot of his teammates filmed pre-recorded messages of just get well, thinking about you kind of messages. And it was about 15. And then uh, Mary Knight in the University Development Office put those videos together. So that was all the items and things that got in place. But then Amy Hill at the facility worked in the community and there ended up being four news stations there to cover it. Um, the community got involved and donated food for the people to, that came to eat. I think Publix, from what I understand, maybe the manager there is an Ole Miss alum. So I think there was about 40 people. Ole Miss sent Javon Patterson, Jessica Lynch from the M Club, Tom Luke, David Kellum, um, Burke Carruth came from Birmingham, and then some former teammates were there. Dino Orr, uh, I think Wesley Melton, Trey Sutherland. Um, and I know I'm probably forgetting a couple, so I apologize. But it ended up being in this wonderful event on Monday, December 12th, where they told Creek that he had been involved in kind of a lottery of um, – possibly winning a new wheelchair. Um, and then he came in the room and all these people were there to surprise him with all this stuff. So the moral of the story is an, a former athlete needed some help. I just was the person that kind of connected everybody. I by no means made it all happen. Um, a lot of people came together to make a really special day for one of our former players. And, um, you know, I think it – I read a lot of the articles and one thing that kept coming through from him was that he was just speechless and, uh, but he wasn't surprised. He was, he wasn't surprised that the almost family had rallied around him to kind of make him feel better. So um, we hope to do a lot more of that. A lot of people were involved and a lot of people came together to make it happen. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Tom was obviously a teammate of, of Chris's. He was a quarterback on that 90 team and they were, they were, the, uh, I think, I guess he might've been a year or two younger, but they were around the same age at least. And, um, he was Chris was also the first recipient of the Chucky Mullins Award um, after right. after that happened, and that was instituted also. So he was the first uh, 38 wearer beyond uh, beyond Chucky at that point. And that was kind of the big the finale at the at the event um, was it started off with us just getting him a jersey, but we decided to have it framed. So Tommy Cribs at the frame up did a rush job for us, got it um, got it framed up really nicely in an Ole Miss mat. And um, after he came in and saw everyone do everything, they had the the, jer the frame jersey turn around. They gave it to him. And it's just this beautiful 38 jersey with Creek on the um, on the jersey. And, yeah, it is, it is ironic that the first Chucky Mullins Award recipient is actually paralyzed now Ooh. and um, going through a hard time. But, you know, I think the Ole Miss family found out, loved on him, and then um, – from what I can tell, there's more people wanting to get involved now to do some more stuff for him. So we want our former athletes to know that we care about them and we're here for them. We'll find a way to help them out. No, you don't like to take a lot of individual credit at all. But when you, you, you mentioned former player relations, all those things, obviously Javon doing a lot right now. Um, they've had turnover, Jesco taking part in, in from the M club as well. How do you have you seen that improve or change in the last few years? I mean, from when you started compiling phone numbers and this really became a bigger emphasis here under uh, kind of this era of Ole Miss athletics, especially with younger, you know, former football players, former athletes yeah. in general, like Chris and that age group, kind of, you know, late Brewer to, to now versus some of the, the, the older players. Um, 
how has that improved? I mean, what, what, what do you sort of see just from a, a systemic standpoint on how you guys have, have gotten better on making sure those guys have, you know, ha- have a place and not just have a place, but know it, which is the key. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, the M club does a good job, but now the foundation is focused on as well. So we have two, two organizations that are focused on it. Um, for me, like I said, it's just a passion project because these are the, the athletes that I watched growing up. So, um, you know, I want them to always come back and, um, you know, I think we just got a little bit more intentional. We we had an event last year for the LSU game that was for former football players that were 50 and younger. And I think that resonated with a lot of them, that it was a something maybe geared towards the younger crowd. And, um, you know, look, I don't, I don't hide it. I'm a, I'm a fan. Like I, I grew up an Ole Miss fan. I'm still a fan. So, so last year at the event, there was about a hundred people there and Paris Buchanan and I were, were laughing. We're like, Oh my God, there's Chris Collins. And Oh my God, there's Romero. And, you know, we know some of these people now, but I mean, we don't hide it. We're still big fans. Um, but I think now the main thing that, that came across last year, getting them back was one, they need a contact. They need to know that there's a person that they can contact about where do I get tickets or what events are going on. So the foundation hired Javon Patterson to to be that person on our side as well as you know now Jessica at the M Club, um, and this is for all all sports, not just football. Uh, and Javon has done just an incredible job, um, whether it's sending like Ole Miss gear to our athletes and the pros, or being that point of contact when they come back. Um, And so we started doing things last year, like putting tickets aside for former players. Um, They come back and they enjoy the game and don't have to worry about all the, who do I go to? Where do I go to? You know, Tom is critical because he's a conduit to a lot of these former Mm -hmm. players as well. But I think back to your question is just being very intentional about um, inviting them back and being there for them, not just once a year, all the time. Um, and then I think it got to where there was some buy-in. Some of our younger players like Todd Wade and Jarrell Poe and Bradley Sowell, they're like, hey, it's different. They're really focusing on the younger players now as well. And because, um, you know, if I reach out to a big list of former athletes, they're going to be like, who is this guy? Yeah. But if Jarrell Poe does or Todd Wade does or Chris Coughlin does or whatever sport, um, that just has more credibility. And we got some buy-in early from from the, that group and then um, – I mean, now we're starting to have them join the Vault Society. You know, uh, Chris Spencer just joined the Vault Society. Sheldon Morris just joined the Vault Society. Jarrell Poe just joined the Vault Society. Uh, Mitch Scrametta. Um, I know Doug Ziegler is thinking about it. Um, and it's really rewarding for us, for them to say, man, it's different. God, this is different. This is so great. Um, we want to come back more and uh, get involved. And, I mean, last year at that event, Chris Collins, he lives in Macomb. He, I think he works offshore. He had been back to Ole Miss not one time since he played. It's been 20 wow. years. Last year, after that, he came to LSU, A&M, and the Sugar Bowl. So no games in 20 years, and then he came to three games in about two months. So, and, you know, our, and who does that excite? That excites our fan base. And they say, golly, there's Chris Collins or there's uh, – Charles Stackhouse. I mean, it's just it's fun having him back. Um, but we're gonna do it for a lot of sports. And Javon's been working on reunions for other sports and doing things as well. It's uh just exciting. 
Well, it does. It it helps everything. It helps enthusiasm. It helps morale. Frankly, it helps recruiting. You look up and yeah. you see that former players are still engaged with the program and they had good experiences and that it's not something where anybody left on bad terms. I mean, that, that, there's a huge benefit to just being able to show former players involved in any way, whether it's at the game or in promos or, like you said, Vault Society or to whatever level that you can show that to to anybody affiliated with Ole Miss in any way, that there's a huge benefit to that. I mean, and again, it runs across all sports. It's not just football. Right. I mean, I, I know we focus on football a lot, but it's, I mean, it's everything. I mean, you you have, you know, the Rebels and the Pros for, you know, baseball or whatnot or mm -hmm. somebody back wherever here or there. I mean, it, it, it matters no matter where you are on campus, it seems like. So there's no and doubt. When, when, Keith, when Keith talks to our donor groups, he talks about three things. He talks about getting a good education, competing on the field and winning championships. And then he talks about the Ole Miss family. And then when you – whether it's when you're here, when you're when you leave, and so that's kind of the genesis of the Creek Mitchell project. You know, here's one of the our famous players that had this really famous play in our history, who's um, going through a hard time, and uh, Ole Miss is there for him, not just the department or the foundation, but his former teammates and friends. And um, that I hope that people realize that when we say that, we mean it because it is a family. That's that's the common word for Ole Miss and Ole Miss athletics, and. Uh, when you think about Creek and what he's going through, and the, every time I talked to his nurse, I mean, she would just sob on the phone. She was just like, I cannot believe what all is happening. This was just a T-shirt. I can't believe what Ole Miss is doing for him. I can't believe how Ole Miss players are reaching out to him. She said, this just means so much. And it just – it's for you know, think about it. If, if, you're, if you're paralyzed and your wheelchair isn't working right, the mobility you have is even diminished further. So the wheelchair allows him to be more mobile. And one of the coolest things that happened from the event on Monday is there's a tentative plan in place right now for Chris to come back next year and lead the team down the walk of champions for the Arkansas game, which when they told me that, I was like, oh, man, I got a lump in my throat. <laughs> that would be pretty special. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, it's a, it, it's a great thing. Huge thing you can see. Uh, you can see multiple media coverage of that event. Again, there's TV stations. Um, I think the Times Daily had a story uh, in, in written form as well. There, uh, Chris, you mentioned from Town Creek. That that's in the Muscle Shoals area, or at least yeah. somewhere close. That's not far mm -hmm. away from his hometown where he is, uh, where he's living now. For that, so <clears throat> obviously I talk about it every day, Denson. But with uh, I guess ticket sales, different things coming up. What's uh, what are some point of entries for fans who are interested in either giving or uh, different tickets or whatever's available right now. Yeah. So, you know, it's the end of the year and it's a great time for year in giving and uh, the athletics foundation is uh, hopeful to be the beneficiary of some of that. They can go to our website, give to athletics.com or the campaign website, which is champions now champions now, com, or they can call us at uh, 915-7159. Um, we're our staff is here through the middle of next week and then we can receipt gifts through the end of the year, as long as they're postmarked before the end of the year, and we can run credit cards up until December 31st. But as always, we're thankful for everything that everybody does for us. They're the difference makers for the department, and uh, we always remain grateful for what our fans do for us. We did a great thing, my friend, and let's, uh, let's talk again soon. Appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. Podcast is brought to you by Style Assembly, Oxford's newest women's boutique on the square, clothing, jewelry, shoes, purses, sunglasses, accessories, and more. The folks at Style Assembly know it's a pain for guys to shop for ladies sometimes. So that's why they simplify the process with wish lists. Just have her fill out a list at the store or over the phone. Kate, the owner and her team, 
We'll keep it on file. So all you have to do is call or stop by, choose something off the list. You'll get the exact gift she wants down to the correct colors and sizes. They'll gift wrap it for you for free. It's perfect for Christmas, birthdays, anniversaries, Mother's Days, or any special occasion. They ship straight to your door if you don't live near Oxford. And they have gift cards. They can even wrap those up. If you don't know what you want, so let her take care of it. Stop by the store, 203 North Lamar, next to Blind Pig, 662-638-3163, or DM Shop Style Assembly on social media to place an order as well. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark. They have two packages available. You know that by now. The Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the 1 gig, the powers, the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it at home as well. It's the best internet in Lafayette County. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. It's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So again, call the office, Lafayette County, Pontotoc, Union County, 662-238-3159. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp. Seven different flavors directly from the bag. They ship them straight to your door, including the newest option, the New Orleans-style barbecue. It's become my favorite. Tried it a few days ago. It's outstanding if you like the uh, kind of the Cajun flavors of the barbecue shrimp from South Louisiana. Give it a try. Give plenty of their other ones a try. They've got the full meals in a bag. That's the French Quarter Alfredo, the garlic herb, butter as well. Plenty of different options depending on what you want. They've even got the two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp. For those who want that grocery store kind of package, higher quality shrimp from PrimeShrimp.com. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order with Prime Shrimp. Again, that's PrimeShrimp.com. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync. To figure prescriptions the same day each month, take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. Everything you need right where you need it with G&M. Also, if you want to transfer your medications, make one phone call. They take care of the rest. Everything is done for you. Again, with G&M, 662-236-2222. And then last but certainly not least, Johnson Hill Creamery. They do great stuff for the holidays. They still have some of their holiday boxes available. If you're looking for a gift for the cheese lover in your life, they make all their cheeses locally and in-house every single day. They're available to order online at johnsonhillcreamery.com, or you can give them a call. Pickup available until December 23rd. They just need 24 hours notice in some cases. They don't need any notice in some cases, depending on what it is you are looking for. 662-419-9201. Again, holiday boxes. They've got the dozen cookies for Santa. Plenty of things that make great last-minute gifts there with Johnson Hill Creamery. That's johnsonhillcreamery.com. Ben Mintz of Barstool Sports joins from uh, from Louisiana, Ben's not in New York anymore. They gave you a farewell party, Ben, but then things got kind of hairy on the internet. Lane Kiffin called for your job. I mean, there's just a lot going on, man. I mean, what what are you okay? Everything all right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh I'm doing fine. Uh, I do appreciate I do appreciate your concern, Neil. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I, I can't believe anyone would ever publicly like call for someone's job i mean obviously i would never do anything like that i mean that's just shameful you know um but uh no but uh no overall uh everything's good i mean you know like it, it's all like i'm sure everybody i'm glad to come on here and get to talk obviously i love coming on here every week going over games but you know there's been i mean i've gotten completely poured on the last like 72 hours but i'm fine like people are like it's like really funny I mean, it's great that, like, people are so into it. They're so concerned. I'm getting, like, texts, like, people, like, wanting to, you know, like, like have my back or against me, whatever. Look, I work for the zoo. I say this all the time. 
You know, I've said it over and over. If I mean, if I'm getting crapped on by Dave and like Lane messing with me, like that's a good thing. That means I'm relevant. So like, I don't know. It's just all how you look at it and a little perspective. But the big thing is uh, I moved up there, you know, the, the big picture is I moved up there two years ago with 3,200 followers on a one-year proven deal and it only been in New York one night. And I'm coming back south with a three-year deal. And, I'm, you know, if I'm getting crapped on by Dave and Lane, I'm relevant. I got a lot of big plans, plans left. I'd say overall just tremendous success the last two years. And, look, I've been a Dave. I've, you know, I, I'm not quite number one on it because Rico gets it worse. But, I mean, I'm definitely, like, top two or three of people that Dave likes to be a crap to. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I gain followers every time he does. Obviously, it's not fun getting trashed all the time in public, but I got thick skin. I can deal with it, and uh, I'm doing fine. Everything's good. I actually really admire your thick skin. It's it's something that um, I struggle with. I, I I didn't used to, but here lately, I really struggle with it. Like, not not criticism because I'm. You, if you do anything in the public eye, there will be criticism, right? I mean, if you if you gain five pounds, someone's going to point out, "Hey, man, you're gaining some weight." You know, it's just part of the deal. But, um, like little stuff where I know people are wrong. I catch myself like wanting to fight back more than I ever did before. And that's not a good thing. And you, you're just, you're great about that. I, it, it's something I really admire. Oh, I appreciate it. I mean, like, I think a lot of it, I mean, I've been, you know, my, I'll just say what it is. I mean, I've got an outsized personality. I'm outspoken. I'm loud. I'm energetic. And so people are either like, love me or they hate me. You know, there's not like a lot of like, whatever. I mean, people are entrenched on one side or the other, which, you know, that means people care. And even if you're getting, hated on like people are clicking on it and that's ultimately like what this this job is is being relevant the worst thing you can the thing about barstool i always say like i, I know like i'm getting messed with like dave had a pulse and a fire that lane jumped in on but like it's all about like if dave's tweeting about you and you're relevant to dave you're doing good you're in you're in trouble at barstool if dave portnoy never mentions your name and so I mean, that's clearly not a problem here. So, and also, you know, like I said, I just re-signed. Everybody's saying, oh, am I going to get fired? Like, I just re-signed a freaking three-year contract. Like, come on, you know? I know I'm doing good, and I'm excited about the next chapter. And uh, the Lane stuff's funny. Honestly, like, I, I live, I've said this on here before. I live by the motto, like, take what you do seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. So, you know, I mean, I, I try very hard not to. And so when I get, when I'm the butt of jokes and stuff, I laugh at it too. It is what it is. But Lane trolls everybody. Like, getting trolled by Lane Kiffin's like, great. I mean, that's not a bad thing at all. Like, I don't care. You know, that's fun. It, I, when I saw it, I started laughing, to be honest. So, Because um, he trolls everybody on Twitter. That's, like, his personality and what he does. So, you know, I, 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 I've definitely uh, dealt with worse, and I thought it was funny. And Dave, the Dave stuff, I mean, he's obviously on one against me. But, it'll, it'll like, he's done this a few times the last couple of years against me. And it always blows over in a couple of days. He just he'll find something else to get on get mad about. So we'll be out. <laughs> how excited <laughs> how excited are you to be out of New York? Oh God. Just don't even get me started. Uh but I look, I love the Marshall office part of that in New York, but man, people don't understand if you're not making a quarter of a million dollars in New York, you have nothing. The cost of living is murder. And now to get back in the South and you know, the new contract, I'm going to be able to, like, actually, you know, start, you know, build a little money and that kind of stuff. And uh, that's huge. I mean, I'm 39, about to turn 40, you know. I'm not 25. So I'm really excited about that. And I just really think what I do well 
it is all about the Southern culture stuff. And uh, I, I just am so, so excited. I'll be around, you know, Mississippi more. Super excited to get to New Orleans after Christmas or New Year. And, you know, they'll be doing a lot of stuff with the Penn properties. And I, I got I got a lot of stuff planned. And, I mean, people, especially right now, um, I got I have a lot of – make sure I got to put out a lot of content and all that. But uh, I, I can't even tell you how excited I am, Neil. I, it, I mean, like, literally yesterday, I landed back in Louisiana, and I'm like I said, I'm getting poured on online. And it was just like the tension just, like, lifted. I'm just, like, back around my good friends, like, you know, New York was interesting. I'm good friends. Like, I have great work relationships with a lot of Marshall people, but I'm not really close friends with a lot because maybe it's my age and where I'm at in life. But, like, all of my people are down in the South, and, man, it's just so, you know, like, and, like, my friends and family, I mean, life's been different the last two years since I've gotten Barstool. Like, I'm always going to be loyal to the people that were there before, you know, that were around when it didn't matter if I was, you know, freaking on the South line, proud Larry's in 2014 or from a bar still, you know, there's no difference. Those people. And uh, I'm always really conscious of that because of how our society is with, you know, the fame and the, all that stuff. So uh, I can't even begin to tell you how happy I am. And look, man, you know, like just even being to be able to be around my parents, my parents are in their seventies now. I mean, if we learned anything we saw it happen with Mike Leach, you know, every day you can't take for granted. So it's a good thing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What were your thoughts on Mike Leach? Such a tragic loss at the age of 61. I mean, he's a guy that's that's uh, kind of beloved throughout college football, regardless of of your fandom. I mean, what were you just when I guess what was your your thoughts when you heard the news and realized that um, 
it was super serious and he probably wasn't going to make it. Just, just so sad. I mean, it just, and it has nothing to do with the Mississippi state thing. I mean, it's just, he's an all time legendary character, just funny. And the power that he did in his own way. But I mean, first of all, before talking on a personal level, the football level, I mean, he helped change, you know, nowadays the spread offense, up tempo, the four five wide, that's what like 80 or 90% of teams are running. Back in like nine, you know, late nineties, when he got to Texas Tech, hardly anyone was doing it. He literally changed the way the whole helped change the whole way the game of football was played with the air raid. And you know, he took. I always respect people that take the road less traveled. And I mean, Lubbock, Texas, and Pullman, Washington, and Starkville. You know, it's not like he was coaching Ohio State or Bama or Georgia, and to have the success he had at very hard places to win. I mean, he just the legend on the football. Just, I mean. You can't do more than change the way people think about the game. And then on the personal level, I mean, you're in this business in media. You get it. People are so guarded and corporate about what they'll say. And it's just refreshing to have someone like Mike Leach that's a real character that's, you know, going to be real with you and tell you funny stories and just, you know, all that. And uh, it, it's just heartbreaking. And it, it also just reminds me, you know, like we all just get caught up in our day. I mean, it, all, it, it sucks that it always takes tragedy or loss or like health problems for people to stop and smell the roses because it does like I always, you know, I try to be a positive guy and enjoy my life every day. And, but like, it's like so easy to get caught up even in the stuff like I'm going through now getting rained on online. Like that means nothing in the big picture. I mean, I'm lucky. We're all lucky to just be alive and breathe air. And you know, when people die young, it always reminds you of that, but it's just like sad that it takes tragedy to, to get to that point. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, you just, yeah, it's, it's the, the happiest people in the world, and I'm 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 I've never mastered this. I'm 52. Maybe I'll get it at some point. I'm running out of time. The, the the happiest people in the world are the ones that literally just kind of treasure each day, kind of wake up each day and go, "All right, this is a gift. I'm gonna I'm gonna open it and see what happens," and don't get yeah. Like you said, they take they take what they do seriously, but they don't take themselves seriously. Um, and that's easier said than done. And then it's the people that don't the, the one thing that, that is the most harmful thing in the world. I'm convinced of this is stress and just letting stress go. I mean, it's, you know, you, you hear about Leach and the one thing about Leach that people haven't really talked much about this year is he wasn't very healthy this year. He had pneumonia and he worked through it. And you, you do kind of wonder what would have happened if maybe Mike had said, Hey, I'm going to take a few weeks off. I'm going to let other people coach this team for a few weeks, but that's just not the way a lot of people and you and I are kind of this way. We're both workers, you know, like if you're not working, you're almost a little nervous that you're not working. And, and um, I think Mike was that way. And it, you, you wonder if maybe that sort of fed into it, but that's just part of being, I think kind of an alpha personality is that it's hard to turn it off, even if it's for your, the betterment of your health. Yeah, and especially, I mean, on his level, when you're getting paid millions of dollars and playing SEC football and the amount of people that are aligned, you know, I mean, that, that pressure is just magnified for sure on that front. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was noticeable that he was struggling health-wise during the season. There's no doubt about it, obviously. You know, I, who knows, man. God, it's just such a sad thing. I mean, I just I just hate it so much uh, for everyone. And, uh, you know, 61, man, I mean, that's not – you know, you, I mean, that's not that old, man, you know, and, uh, oh, just, uh, college football, you know, it's uh, the world that was never, you know, it, that's one of those losses that you're just going to feel forever. It's just terrible. And, uh, I just, I'm, you know, just even a few days later, still so sad talking about it. 
People are going to be hearing this on Monday. You and I are taping this a few days before because uh, you've been traveling and I'm traveling tomorrow uh, on my paying up my bet for losing on the road to Boise. I'm a few days away from freezing my ass off in, in Idaho. Um, what do you wait? What, so what are you doing in Boise? Like what's that? So I got to go to the the famous potato bowl, Eastern Michigan and San Jose States in Boise on a <laughs> Tuesday. Um, <laughs> And the, the, I can't wear um, I can't wear a hoodie or a jacket. That's the rules. Um, what? I can wear I can wear I, I've got I've got all sorts of of uh, stuff planned. I got I've got hand warmers, got gloves, got a hat. Might take two hats. Um, I never wear boots, but I might pack my boots. I've got wool socks. I've got thermal like underwear, and I I'm. Uh, the, the bet was with Tyler Siski, and he's arguing that this is cheating. But there was literally no rules against sleeves, just no hoodies, and no um, no hoodies and no no uh, jackets. So I've got like a thermal long sleeve shirt. I've got to wear I've got to wear a t shirt over it that's visible that it says "Potatoes have feelings too," uh, protesting the unethical treatment of potatoes and. Um, but I, I have a vest. It's a heated vest that I'm tempted to wear under the T-shirt because um, it's supposed to be cold in Boise, Ben. And you know what I'm talking about because you've lost a bunch of weight. And as you lose weight, you will notice that you get colder faster. And um, <clears throat> and I get I get colder than I used to when I was a lot bigger than I am today. I hear you. And then the wind, is it a day game or a night game? Oh, thank God it's a day game. Oh, thank God it's a day game. Okay. Um, okay, good. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I mean, that's a big, big, big thing. That it's, at least it's during the day. The forecast, uh, man. Ooh. The, the forecast for Boise, it's 23 as we speak right now. The forecast for Boise on uh, Tuesday, it's gotten better. Uh, 35 is the high. Um, snow showers. <laughs> Snow showers, high of 35. Um, chance of, of snow, uh, 60%. One to three inches of snow expected. Uh, Tuesday night, snow showers. Uh, chance of snow, 60%. Snow, one to three inches expected. I, 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 am, I am privately, and I will not say this out loud to my wife because I think she would lose her mind. I am privately concerned about getting out of there. But I'm sure they're used to getting planes in and out of Boise with the snow on the ground. Man, that is a funny bet. Well, Neil, I can tell you this: uh, as a fan of yours, well, the fans are going to want sideline thirty seconds. We need we need thirty second, sixty second updates on it during the game. A few of them. Yeah, so all of this. I can tell. I, I can tell you, the fans are going to want some content here. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna bring that. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring them content. I'm I'm coming up with like strategies of how to get. Uh, I'm going to find the warmer places in the stadium, and when I'm not doing my little camera hits, I'm going to go find those those spots. Um, I'm going I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way to not get hypothermia uh, there in, in in Boise standing in the snow. I respect I respect anyone that like that's a funny wager. I mean, because that that is that sounds really really rough. So I respect you going through with that, and uh, I look forward to following that even even at your expense. Because actually, in a way. I'm empathetic to this more than most because all the crap that I end up having to do with barstools, you know, I feel your pain here. I think I feel it more than most. So let's let's touch on some bowl games involving um, 
involving maybe some SEC teams. We'll talk about some other games, too, if there's some games that kind of catch your fancy. I guess we'll start here. I'll just open it wide open for you. Are there are there a is there a system that you look at with bowl games with all the opt-outs and coaching changes and all that stuff? Is there something you're looking for in terms of trends or uh, do you expect high scoring or low scoring or do you expect close games or do you expect a lot of blowouts? Is there just sort of a general strategy that you take into bowl season? Well, I think the biggest thing, and uh, it's looking, you got you just, there's like an opt out list. You can Google a bowl game opt out list. And I think you just have to make sure you spend the time going through the opt out list. And, and it has opt out list and coaching changes for each because, you know, we're in a society like bowl games used to matter more. But now when you combine the transfer portal, the early signing period, all the coaching changes, I mean, these bowl games, unless it's like a high winner, like these programs, fourth and fifth priorities at this time of year, especially in the in the power, you know, in the power like the power five ones. I think even more. Like a lot of these G five schools are just happy to make bowls, and it's a big deal for them, you know. But the it, that's the big thing is like factoring in the transfer portal and all that. So you you really need to make sure if you're going to bet on these games, you need to go through that stuff a little bit. Um, but my thing with bowl games, this is a strategy I've always used. Look. Well, these kids are almost like exhibition game level, like preseason even at this point. Just when in doubt, take the freaking points because nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, you see 10-point underdogs win all the time in bowls. And so if you don't really have a read on it, like I feel like you just want to take the underdogs and just hope for chaos in general because uh, I feel like that's kind of always been something that's happening. You don't, it doesn't seem like it's very profitable to lay like 10 plus points in bowl games very often. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, hey, a little breaking news at this moment. Bobby Petrino uh, leaving Missouri State. He's going to UNLV as the uh, oh, wow. as the offensive coordinator for uh, new coach Barry Odom. Barry Odom and Bobby Petrino together is pretty good coaching uh, there at UNLV. That's incredible. Yeah, that's, UNLV? Yeah. yeah. I love Odom. Such a good job on the defensive side. Love uh, that. Yeah, I do too. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good hey, one. Hey, what, Las Vegas? What a funny fit for Petrino. You know, Las Vegas, the old funny place for shady people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he he's he's a guy. I was in Fayetteville visiting the girls when Missouri State played Arkansas, and they scared the hell out of Arkansas uh, earlier in the year. And people at first were doing the whole, man, Arkansas must really suck. And I was like, well, there might be something to that, but don't forget. Because we, we, we tend to do this thing with guys like Petrino where everything for the rest of eternity is about the motorcycle and the girl and the fight and whatever, right? But don't forget that that's still the same dude that before and after that was an offensive genius. He didn't he, – he, he made some, some mistakes that, are, uh, that, that, that guys tend to make, but at the same time, that doesn't change the fact that dude knows offense. I mean, he understands football. Oh no, he's offensive incredible. I mean, you look especially look at the the Lamar Louisville stuff was just. I mean, that was that was historic, and no, he definitely does. I mean, they got Arkansas to the Sugar Bowl. Uh, he had so much success. I mean, you're right. There's no doubt about it. Even Western Kentucky, and everywhere he's been, he's uh, one of the best offensive coaches. And to get him as an offensive coordinator, that's a man. What a boon. All right, let's touch on these SEC games. You got Missouri in that uh, what what is it, the Gasparilla Bowl or whatever? Missouri and Wake Forest on uh, Friday, December the twenty third. Uh, so this Friday, as you're listening to this, a couple days before Christmas, Wake is a one point favorite against the uh, the Tigers. I, 
I really like Wake here kind of straight up. I don't mind laying a point. Um, that's any problem. I have no problem at all laying a point just because I don't think Missouri can score much, and I think Wake can. And Missouri, it's pretty documented that they begged to play a pre-Christmas bowl game because a bunch of, they were afraid a bunch of their guys would opt out of the bowl if they played around New Year's. Makes me think I'll go with Wake. Yeah, and Wake's also, you know, I, I believe I haven't heard that as long as Sam Bartman's playing, which I believe he is, I haven't heard. Uh, I honest, uh, if he's playing, I agree with you because the Wake's going to want to send him out. And Wake's also one of those programs where, I mean, I know this is like a weird way to analyze bowl games, but playing in a bowl is going to matter to Wake Forest. I mean, I know they've been successful under Clawson the last few years, but you know, you you know which teams are going to kind of like not take this seriously and who will take it seriously. And I think Wake Wake will be ready, so I like that. All right, we mentioned Arkansas a minute ago. Arkansas's in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis against uh, Kansas. The Hogs, three-point favorite. So here's an interesting deal. Kansas hasn't been to a bowl in a while. Um, Kansas hadn't been to a bowl. They're probably excited to be in a bowl. Arkansas's had a ton of opt-outs. Uh, they've had some guys aren't going to play. Drew Sanders, probably their best defensive player. I don't think he's playing. He opted out getting ready for the NFL. Jefferson's playing. Rocket Sanders is playing. Kansas is going to be the more motivated team, the more excited team. I just don't know that they can stop Arkansas's ground game. Arkansas's a three-point favorite. You got any thoughts on this one? Well, this is tough because you don't know the weather yet, but if the weather's not awful, even over under 68 and a half, I know that's high, but this one could get just so wild. I mean, Kansas has their run defense is a they're allowing like 300 plus a lot. They're playing the wrong team to not be able to stop the run. But, you know, you mentioned Barry Odom leaving Arkansas. Arkansas have an opt out. Kansas is going to be motivated. And Kansas has a really good offense. So, like, I'm going to be looking at the weather, but I mean, I'm, I'm going to be on this over even at 68 and a half. I mean, I think this thing is just going to get buck wild. The Oxford Exxon podcast is brought to you by Walk On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day. With the taste of Louisiana, dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. Go to deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE. Get the best socks you've ever put on your feet for 25% off. Again, deadsoxy.com. Promo code Rebel Grove. The College Corners, your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can visit them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're also brought to you by The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just a dollar. That's right. Every item starts at just one dollar. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it. Uh, brought to you by Solutions Rx. It's a probiotic, multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S. 
under the highest standards based out of Iuka, Mississippi. If you take diabetes, high blood pressure, or cholesterol medications, you know those typically cause some side effects, muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss. It's just due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support, puts those vitamins back into your body, helps with those side effects, helps you stay compliant, uh, taking your medications keeps you healthier over the long term. It's solutionsrx.com. Type in promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned and operated by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. To learn more, go to ACSLLCMS.com. Or call 662-601-4381. We're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, you name it. They're the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi, but they have clients in more than 20 states advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. To learn more, go to mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. Yeah, I kind of do too. I think the over-under is up to 69 as we record this, and I kind of like the over. I'll tell you another game I love the over, 69 and a half. It's Ole Miss and Texas Tech in the uh, Texas Bowl in Houston on the same day that the uh, Kansas-Arkansas game is at 430. Ole Miss follows right after at 8. I love Ole Miss minus 3.5. I know it's a road game. I just think they're going to be motivated to play, and I love the over 69 and a half because I think Texas Tech is going to score points too. I think Ole Miss, I know, I usually don't like taking the favorites, but I do think Ole Miss, you know, when you look at how the season ended, and there's obviously a lot of distractions with all the lane stuff and, you know, losing three out of your final, you know, well, I guess, I guess they lost, uh, you know, losing, losing three, was it three out of four, four to five. Uh, the ending obviously was rough. Uh, I agree. I think it's a bounce back spot for Ole Miss. I think Lane, you know, coming back and re-getting momentum, and I think it's a spot where you look at, and Ole Miss has had, you know, a lot of success against Texas Tech, too. I mean, it seems like we play, we play, it's funny that we played them more than Tennessee in the last 20 years. Just Ole Miss always plays Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Like, it just never stops happening. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think Ole Miss matches up good with Texas Tech, too, because they don't really have that good of a power running game. And I think our secondary will play well against them. So, I, I like Ole Miss, too. I think it's a good bounce back spot, and I think Ole Miss is more athletic and yeah, I think the Rams feel good about the Rams about three and a half. Here. Yeah, Tech's bad at the, at the at run defense, and I think Ole Miss just will run wild on them. I I, I kind of yeah. like I kind of like a game. If you told me this was Ole Miss into the mid to high forties and Texas Tech into the high twenties to low to mid thirties, I'd totally buy it. Yeah, I think we beat them. I think that that opening kickoff game. I don't remember seventeen or eighteen when Ole Miss beat them in uh, Houston. They played a kickoff day, and it was like 45, 28 old. Yes, I yeah. could see something almost exactly like that part two here. Yeah, I could too. 
Um, hey, here's a game I really like. It's not SEC. It's soon to be SEC. Uh, Washington and Texas getting together in the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio. Texas, a four-point favorite. This has a chance to be a pretty entertaining contest. Yeah, I'll tell you, if you haven't seen Washington play this year, the Michael Penix thing is fascinating because he struck, you know, he had a torn ACL in Indiana and he struggled. And he was one of the top passers in America this year. And the thing that's impressive with him, he throws such a catchable deep ball. I mean, their vertical passing game was crazy this year. And this game being in the Alamo Bowl, I, mean, I know the over-under is high for this one, but this, Washington just plays wild games. And, you know, I think Washington's offense will be able to score on Texas. You know, you got to think Texas – Obviously, home game being in San Antonio. What is that? An hour from Austin. Um, but I'm the overall, and this is a dome game too. I believe the over. What's the over under high sixties on this one too? Uh, sixty eight and a half as of as of this recording. Yes. I, I know it's crazy to say over. Uh, it's so wild that we're talking about taking overs in games where if it's thirty four, thirty one, you lose. But this one's going to be nuts too. I think because Washington's defense is very good. So I'm looking at this over. Uh, here's what I'm really excited about. South Carolina coming off this hot finish. They beat Tennessee. They beat Clemson. They're just fired up as hell. Uh, they go They go to Jacksonville for the Gator Bowl. They'll play Notre Dame, who had a really strong season as well. The Irish, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And I've watched both of these teams. Good. I've watched both these teams a lot this year, and, and, and I think the Irish are a little better team, but, man, the Gamecocks are coming in with just so much momentum. And I've learned covering this stuff – Teams with momentum are they usually carry that momentum into the bowl. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think South Carolina seems like one of the schools they just flourish in that underdog role too. It seems like they they're really, you know, they they do well when people don't expect them to win and they struggle with expectations. Uh, I think they got the momentum. You know, South Carolina is going to be super fired up. I mean, you got a chance here to beat Tennessee, Clemson, and Notre Dame your last three games. I mean, three of the premier pro, you know, well, three big, at least three of the biggest names in the country at a minimum. Uh, I, I would lean in South Carolina also being a Gator Bowl. Jacksonville's not far for them. I know Notre Dame's a national fan base, but I think South Carolina's going to be more fired up. They're going to have a ton more fans there, and I'm looking to take it two and a half here. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I actually kind of love that one. Uh, Clemson and Tennessee, this game is uh, also on – Friday, December the thirtieth, be a pretty good day if you're just hanging out at hanging out at home or hitting the bars or whatnot. There's some good games on that day. You got uh, starts with Maryland, NC State. That's a good game. Pitt, UCLA is a good game. We mentioned Carolina, Notre Dame. You got Clemson, Tennessee that night at seven. The uh, Tigers a six and a half point favorite in the Orange Bowl against the Vols. This is a weird one because uh, obviously you know you've got but DJ's transferred to Youngalele and then you know obviously everybody knows no Hendon Hooker. The, the freshman Klubnik for Clemson showed. I mean, it seemed like he might should have been in there more this year. Uh, Tennessee. I mean, I made the mistake on that Vandy game thinking Vandy might hang. It came out and beat him fifty-six to nothing. Uh, I'm leaning to taking Tennessee in the points here. I just don't trust Clemson with a freshman quarterback laying six and a half. I mean, he might be better than DJ, but you're getting six and a half. I mean, it's kind of it's Clemson's struggle covering spreads this year. Tennessee's still – I think Tennessee's still going to be fired up for the Orange Bowl. And, I mean, obviously every joke's been made, but the fact that it's Clemson and Tennessee, the colors of the Orange Bowl is just too perfect. But uh, I'm leaning to taking Tennessee in the points here. I just – every time we convince ourselves Clemson's something, they let you down. I mean, all year. So, I don't trust them. New Year's Eve, another fun day. It's going to wrap up with the championship, the the semifinal games. But there's actually a couple of good games before that. Uh, Kansas State and Alabama in the uh, 
in the Sugar Bowl, Kansas State getting three points. They're going to be super motivated to play this game. It's going to be their Super Bowl. And for Alabama, it's, it's not, you know, whenever Alabama doesn't play in a meaningful game, you just don't know what you're going to get. Uh, the Tide laying three in New Orleans against K-State, man, I kind of like K-State here, and I know that's that's probably foolish, but there's just a part of me that keeps... No, no, well, I actually jumped on this one. The second the line came out at five or five and a half, I fired Kansas State money line and Kansas State against the spread because I thought, you know, we knew... I mean, I was, like, confident you weren't going to have Bryce Young or Will Anderson out there, and then that was going to drop the line. And so I'm thrilled to have it at five, five and a half in that money line. I got a great line on it, but... You know, 11 a.m. You got to factor in the 11 a.m. thing matters here too. I mean, this is like wow, Bama's playing a basically a scrimmage here at 11 a.m. in New Orleans against Kansas State. Kansas State has a chance to beat Alabama. Kansas State also has, you know, if you're not motivated to play them, they've got a heck of a running game too. And Bama showed they could be run on a little bit this year. Uh, I like Kansas State in this game too. This is just the old bowl game thing. I mean, it's a question of motivation. And you know Kansas State is going to be way, way, way more motivated. So, and I'm actually I'm debating going to this. Just why not? If I can cheap ticket from New Orleans, be kind of fun. Yeah, no, uh, play I, to see Alabama lose. I'd love to go to that game just to cheer for uh, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, the Music City Bowl. It's Iowa and Kentucky. They meet uh, the, last year. They met in the Outback. This year, it's in the the Music City. Uh, Will Levis isn't playing. Uh, the over under is 31. Iowa's a two and a half point favorite. I like the Hawkeyes and I like the under. Thirty-one in a college football game, man! Wow, thirty-one. <laughs> thirty-one. But, oh, man. but hey, That's you crazy. know, you know, it's going to be cold. It's usually kind of windy there on New Year's Eve. Levis isn't playing. Iowa can't score, but they're really good on defense. I mean, it's got low scoring written all over it. Yeah, I'll tell you what else I was good at. They show up for bowl games. They always, they're one of those schools, you know, the big part of bowl games I keep mentioning is, you know, who's motivated and who's not. Iowa's always ready. Always. They always do good in bowls. So I like Iowa. Uh, as far as the over-under thing, I mean, I, I, I hear you, and you're probably right, but, man, I mean, like the problem with 31, if there's a punt block or there's turnovers, you know, you almost can get there if there's a couple of wacky plays, even if the teams can't move the ball. And so that's like a little bit of a concern, especially Kentucky having a backup in there. So I'm going to take Iowa. All right, let's get to the semifinals. TCU and Michigan in the uh, – I think that's what the Fiesta Bowl uh, out there in, in uh, suburban Phoenix. Uh, Michigan's an eight-point favorite. Look, TCU's a fun story, and, and, and I love the quarterback, Dugan, but I think Michigan's just going to boat race, boat race these guys. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same same way. And I think Vegas making that line over seven is kind of telling. You know, they kind of make it to where – they're making it to where you want to take TCU. Like, oh, man, I'm getting TCU and over a touchdown. Uh, but I just don't think TCU can – I mean, Doug is going to have to play great. I think TCU's defense is going to have trouble stopping them. Michigan's got, what, four first-team All-Big Ten guys on that offensive line, something like that. And, you know, everybody was talking about the quorum Heisman thing. And then you look at the backup, Dominic Everts, runs for like 400 yards against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game, and it just shows you certainly wasn't Corum. Uh, he's really good, don't get me wrong, but it's just that offensive line dominant. I don't think TCU can hold it. Like, TCU, Michigan had a lot of games where they pull away in the second half. Like, I could see TCU fighting, uh, but then Michigan pulling away in the second half. But I lean Michigan here, 
And then I'm also on the live line thing. If this game's close at half, I'm going to fire Michigan second half pretty big. I think that could be an opportunity if TCU can hang first half because I don't think they can hang four quarters. Yeah, Michigan's been so good in the second half, like you said. Um, Ohio State and Georgia in the uh, Peach Bowl. Georgia used to play in Atlanta. They're going to play there again, this time against Ohio State. The dog's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And look, I, I know what people say. This is it's, it's more, more about your opinion than mine, but – I just love Georgia in this game. I, I I don't I don't think it's particularly close. And when Georgia's dialed in, and they're they they'll be dialed in on this one. They they tend to get people. I actually like I I, I don't I, I've gone back and forth on the spread thing. Ohio State, I just the run defense. I mean, you can't stop the run. You're playing the wrong team. And I just haven't been. You know, we. I mean, granted, Michigan though they busted two really big plays, so maybe excuse the stats, but. You know, I don't know if Ohio State's physical enough, but I do think the one thing Ohio State has going for them, this is better for them that this game's indoors. You know, I saw, like, yeah, Georgia crushed LSU. They beat them, like, 50 to 30 or whatever. But LSU was able to spread it out and get, and throw, you know, get a lot of chunk plays in the passing game. And, you know, I think Ohio State should be able to do that and score a little bit. Uh, I believe the over-under is, what, 57 and a half in this thing? Is that right, 58, somewhere in there? Uh. No, it's up to 62-and-a-half. TCU-Michigan's 58 Wow, and a half. okay. I saw it open at 57 or 58. It's all the way to 62-and-a-half. I was going to say I really like the over, but now it's 62-and-a-half. You know, I feel like I'm late to the party. But I do think Ohio State's going to be able to throw the ball. And also, with Georgia being six-and-a-half, I feel like they're baiting you to bet Georgia a little on that line. Um, I just feel like it's like a spot where it's like, oh, Georgia will kill them. Ohio State's in a bounce-back spot, and I think they can score. So, I mean, I, I guess I'm leaning over – uh, I'm not really sure on the six and a half. I mean, Georgia, it's like one of those things, though. Your your thoughts aren't wrong. You're like, people are just overthinking it. Like, Georgia, you come out motivated and just smash it down their throat, which is very possible. But I, I don't know. I feel like Ohio State's still going to be able to score some. So, I think I'm, I think I'm leaning over here. But no, I don't know on the six and a half. I'm up in the air. Uh, okay, January the 2nd. I got a few games here. We'll touch on them quickly because there's a couple that are interesting. Um Actually, I say that I lean Georgia now that I say that out loud. The more I think, just talking about it, I'm going to take Georgia. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I I love Georgia in this one. I don't. I have no idea what to expect in the. Uh, I don't know what what game is it. This the uh, is it the Outback or the yeah the Relier Quest Bowl, Mississippi State and Illinois. Mississippi State without Mike Leach for the first time. Um, Illinois a two point favorite with Brett Bielema and the Illini had a really good season. I have no idea. I have no feel for that game at all. I kind of feel like it's going to be an under and a lower scoring game. Uh, I think, you know, State's going to just be really motivated and play hard. Bielema's got a good defense. And the thing Illinois really has, their pass defense is real good. And so I think they ought to be pretty ready for State's offense. And so I actually think uh, I'm going to look at the under pretty hard in this game. I mean, I don't want to bet, you know, State, it's one of those things, man, they're going through so much. You don't want to really, you know, obviously the, the inclination is like, oh, you got to bet on them for Leach. But there's just so much going on right now with this. That you don't necessarily know how they're going to react. I mean, you got to think they're going to be motivated. Um, but I'm just going to bet the under here is what, what I'm as long and short of it. Tulane, your 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 Green Wave, huge <laughs> celebration for those guys. They go to the Cotton Bowl. How about that? Tulane and the Cotton Bowl against the Heisman Trophy winning uh, Caleb Williams and USC. Tulane getting a point and a half. They're going to be. They're going to play this game like the Super Bowl of all Super Bowls. I don't know what USC will show up with or not show up with. USC's the better team, but man, Tulane, they're good. 
Tulane's going to run all over them too because USC's defense is kind of. I mean, it's a it's a classic Lincoln Riley. It's Lincoln Riley Oklahoma out west. You know, I mean, it's it's exactly like those Oklahoma Big Twelve teams. Uh, they can score. I, the only thing is USC can spread Tulane out at the Cotton Bowl and score a good bit. But no, I mean, I would. I still would lean Tulane with the way the line is. I mean, Vegas obviously likes Tulane if they're only getting one year on the motivational factor. Uh, that Spears, man, Tajay Spears, that running back won the American Player of the Year. He's ridiculous. I don't know how much you got to see of him, but, man, kid can play. Uh, I, I Just because the motivation, I would slightly lean Tulane. But, man, what's the over-under here? on? What's your current total on this? Because I think this one could get wild, too. Uh, 61-and-a-half, and I don't hate the over. No, nah, I'm going to go on the over here because I think Tulane's going to gash from running the ball. But, man, Tulane, as good as they've been, and I know they won Kansas State and they won the American, but they ain't seen – you know, we'll see what USC has out there on offense, but you know Lincoln Riley's going to score points. So, I'm, I'm going to go with the over. Am I crazy to like LSU even minus 14 against Purdue? Purdue is going to be so checked out. And LSU under Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly's going to want to use this game as a launching pad. Yeah, and even with Daniels not playing, I mean, I thought Nussmeyer looked good in the second half of that uh, season championship. He was really pushing the ball down the field. Uh, LSU got good news in case on Butte coming back, which I thought was smart, too, because he kind of had such an up and down the last two years. God, this is that thing, though, I told you about, Neil. I mean, I get that LSU should come out and win, but 14? God bless, man. I, I just can't get submit on that. That's too much, but, you know, Jeff Brom – he, what a job he did at Purdue. He got him to the Big Ten title game. I mean, I feel like he hit a ceiling. You know, I know Purdue to Louisville, people are like, oh, it's that lateral, but he's a Louisville guy. And I think the path to winning may be a little more open in the ACC, too, than the Big Ten. So I understand why he made the move. Uh, man, I, I don't know that I can't lay 14, though. I just, I just can't hit some land 14 points in this game. I just don't have it in me. Uh, Utah, Penn State wrap up the bowl season. Utah, a two point favorite uh, over Penn State in the Rose Bowl. I, I like Utah there, but I don't have any like real strong thoughts. Yeah, Utah's golly, every year they're so tough at the end, man. Whittingham. I mean, he, he people don't mention it. I mean, where is he in your ranking of like top coaches in the country? He's gotta be in the top ten. Oh yeah, top he's seven, probably. He, he's top ten. He's somewhere between five and ten. Yeah, he's right there. He's super consistent. If you if you tell me my program could have him as the coach, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm I'm good. There there aren't many yeah, that I are, mean just Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm not bad at me to cut you off. I'm just saying you're totally right. I mean, look at what he's done. I mean, year after year, back-to-back Pac-12 titles at Utah. And, man, and just, that was such a dominant effort in the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, I, I lean that way, too. I just – Penn State has done a good job. They're one of those teams this year. They beat – you know, they have a good record. They beat everybody they were supposed to beat. But even with their record, they haven't been very impressive, uh, if that makes sense. Hey, man, what? Sean Clifford's done the never, never graduate program and he's never really gotten better last thing here uh january 9th there's four potential matchups obviously depending on what happens in the two semifinals georgia would be a 15 and a half point favorite over tcu tcu would be a uh, 10 and a half point dog to ohio state so tcu is obviously the team that nobody's giving any credit to uh ohio state even though they got boat raced by michigan according to DraftKings, ohio state would be a three-point favorite over michigan uh, in a championship game, and if it's Georgia and Michigan, which is what I think most people anticipate, Georgia would be a seven and a half point favorite over the Wolverines. I, I we saw it last year when Georgia played Michigan in that bowl game, and they didn't even look like they belonged on the same field. I mean, literally that bowl, 
that that playoff game last year when you watched Georgia Michigan, I mean, you thought you were watching like a JV against the varsity. Like the, the just Georgia was so much bigger, faster, and stronger. It just like jumped out off the screen at you. And I think we're I think we're looking at another Georgia Michigan game where Georgia. I mean, Michigan will fight more. They're not going to beat forty to three or whatever, but. Uh, I think Georgia, if it's Georgia-Michigan, I think Georgia easily. Just because I feel like they play a similar style of football and it's bad for Michigan because Georgia's just like more physical. Um, and it's a bad matchup for them. So, I mean, I would say my guess would be Georgia by seven and a half over Michigan and Georgia wins by like three touchdowns, 17 or 20. Benjamin, as always, man, this is a lot of fun. I look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks. We'll uh, we'll talk about the championship game. We'll look ahead to the uh, NFL playoffs that will be set by then. So, uh excited to uh, excited to talk to you then i'm so glad you're back in louisiana back uh, with with your friends and family uh merry christmas to you and yours happy new year and look forward to visiting with you on the other side yeah absolutely thanks to all the old miss fans uh for the support too it's been it's been awesome i always like can't say how much i appreciate it thanks again everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.